Good morning. It is Friday and you are on with the Friday Grief Chat with myself, Chill, and Deb. And we're here to talk about all things grief with some grace and some humor and all the things that go on in the week. I know. Um, I'm going to put the banner up so that folks can see where to be part of things. Awesome. Wonderful. Uh, how's your week been? What you been doing? You've had a sort of an interesting start to the week, if I remember. You know, correctly. today, th this week has felt like the Friday's week. All like it's been worse than 2020, and I don't know why, other than it just didn't seem it was chaos and lots of things going on. We sure. also, of course, had a horrific mass shooting out here in San Jose, um, where nine people's lives were taken, um, which sets everybody a little bit on edge. And we've got a shooter on the freeways out here, which is putting everybody on edge. So, mm -hmm. you know. But it's a holiday weekend, and this weekend we get to honor those who's, who gave their lives in service to our country. That's and, right. Uh, I don't think there are many families who haven't been touched by that in some way, shape, or form. Do you right. have Do you have veterans in your family, Deb? Uh, I do. Um, my extended family, a, lo a lot more. And um, uh, both my... Uh, my dad and my uncle, uh, Daryl's brother, is a veteran. He's still alive, but the other two, of course, had passed. And uh, his uncle, Daryl's uncle, was lost at sea in the Navy during World War II. So you do have someone to honor Memorial Day weekend. Right, right. He was lost at sea. Uh, you know... I've been thinking, and someday I'm going to be talking about the spirituality of, of memorials and Memorial Day. You know, I think it's not just a time to live, I mean, to honor those that have died. This country is way too good at memorials. I wish they would keep them alive to begin with. However, so good at memorials. I mean, I've seen, I haven't seen September 11th memorial, which is not, um, hi Mary, which is not uh, uh, have to do with veterans, but I have seen all the memorials, the nurses that have fallen, the Vietnam War Memorial, the Korean War Memorial, um, and then I've seen other memorials, such as the one in Oklahoma. I've seen... Uh, the one with the empty chairs in Oklahoma. Yes, yes. And part of me goes, I'm glad we're honoring those people. Yes. And the other part of me goes, yeah, but, or should I say, yeah, and what have we learned to make our lives better from honoring those that gave? I mean, what does it mean to give your life to your country? What it, Like it's a good death. So it's a horrible death. And it's how can we honor them even more with, with how can we 
really honor someone that was fighting for freedom in this case, or, oh, the memorial that they had for, I don't know if people have seen it on Facebook, uh, Normandy, where they sketched all these thousands or hundreds, I'm sure there were hundreds. I don't know how many people died at Normandy Beach, but oh my goodness. And to take that moment and how can I best honor you for serving us? You know when what I, I mean? When I look at those memorials and I, I'm, I love Washington DC. So whenever I'm there, I, I, I walk the mall and the World War II Memorial is just phenomenal. Oh, it's oh. it's breathtaking. If folks haven't been there, it, it is just breathtaking. Right. And right. Um, my dad served in World War II. My uncles, my great uncles, you know, we, and then my father-in-law served in um, Korea. My brother-in-law um, mm -hmm. and late wife were Vietnam era. And my brother-in-law did two tours in Vietnam. But the World War II one has... A, a poll for every state and every territory. And then it has the listings of everybody who gave their lives from those states. And, oh, thanks, Mary. Um, and um, you think about how young everybody was. My dad was allowed to graduate from high school. He was only one of mm -hmm. two boys who actually graduated. Everyone else shipped out before they graduated. They kept mm -hmm. him because he had some potential and they wanted to fulfill it. And he was told when he arrived at boot camp that they were they were closing down the European um, theater, but there was still the Asian theater. And they were told if we have to invade by land, all of you are considered just, you're gonna be the ones that the Marines walk on because you're gonna take up all the bullets for the folks coming behind you who are gonna really fight the battle. And he was 18 and he didn't think twice because that's what you did. But you see those pictures of the guys tumbling out of those boats at Normandy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some of them didn't have whiskers on their faces yet. Mm -hmm. And there they were. And many of them didn't go home. And I, I just think we need to not only honor their deaths, but we need to honor the lives they didn't get to live. Right. We need right. to include them in, in our thoughts and in our activities. And, you know, just like we have our people who've died in our lives on our tree, if they're people who didn't get to live those lives, they need to be honored too and remembered and their names spoken. Exactly. And how, how do you do that in this day and age? Guess we can put things on Facebook, but you well, know. we have the cemeteries are now being covered in flags. And for those who don't know, Memorial Day is just for those who've who've given their lives in service of their country. And it includes right. all the branches of the military and the um, Merchant Marine because they were active members as well um, for the war effort. So all of the, the five branches plus them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And anybody yeah. who's in the cemeteries because they died in time of war they get their flag, but they should be remembered and maybe make sure that you're going and marking that spot for your loved one and teaching your kids and grandkids about them. 
-hmm. My great uncle was a pro um, harbor survivor and um, he lost lots of friends. My dad lost friends there too, but my great uncle Everett was actually on board ship when the bombs came down and he went to, to grab gatherings of vets every year. And they just needed to be together. They they didn't speak about what happened unless no. they were amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. But that's where they spoke about the friends who didn't come home. If uh, For those of you who may know uh, some veterans, and this is also a time to say thank you again for your service. I'm glad you're with us. It's like walking history. And I'm sorry um, you had to experience it, even though you, many of them were drafted, you know, but it, be there be, by choice or not, you were there. I'm sorry you had to witness what you did. We okay. had a member of our church who was um, in the German theater and he was there for the most horrific battles and on Veterans Day, when we would do, a, you know, everybody who's a veteran stand so that you mm-hmm. could be recognized and honored and they were each given a, a red flower. Um, he just stood and cried up until he could no longer attend church because of dementia. Because he was he still had active PTSD from mm-hmm. the sounds, the experience, the friends, all of the pieces. He sat and talked with me once for a while about it. And, it was just still so present for him. And he remembered his friends who died, but he said most of their, you know, are, we're all dying and they didn't have kids. They have nobody right. to remember them. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, even if you walk through a cemetery, there is, uh, oh, Brittany Nicole just wrote, Mm-hmm. I learned yesterday that the FAG protocol is half mass until noon and then full mass to honor those who fell, but then raised to show the loss meant something. I had no thank idea. You. Thank you, Brittany. I, thank you. Yeah, I had I think no we'll idea. We'll do that at our house on Monday. Mm-hmm. 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 We, one of the things um, that, and maybe you could look this up, Jill, while I'm talking about it. it. Has to do what coins you leave at a uh, soldier of any kind, marine or whatever. What coins you leave at their tombstone, and each coin means something. Like Jewish people leave rocks, right, to say you were there. Well, if you are a member of the military you actually leave like a nickel means something, a quarter means something, a a dime, a penny. And each thing represents what branch of the military. I think that's what it is. Have you found it, Jill? There it is. Yeah. Um, The tradition of leaving coins on the headstones of military personnel traces back to the Roman Empire. A coin left on a headstone or at the gravesite is meant as a message to the deceased soldier's family that someone else has visited to pay a request. A penny at the grave means that you visited. A nickel that you and the deceased trained at boot camp. 
together, while a dime means you served with them in some capacity. A quarter, you are telling the family you were with him at the time he died. Exactly. Who knew? So, who, I learned this when I went, I forget which uh, cemetery, national cemetery it is in uh, St. Louis. And when my uncle was uh, interred there, uh, and he's cremated, so he's put in the in a wall. But in between the wall, there's you know like an inch or inch and a half, and people leave coins there. Isn't that a beautiful way to get a message to somebody that I care? I visited, and I remember. Especially if you're putting a quarter, I was there when they died. Wow, wow. I, I, like I said, how, how do you best remember people who have died giving their life for this country? I think about what do they do in other cultures? You know, what do the Japanese do? I mean, they were fighting too, right? I'm not saying who's right or wrong or how no, this came everybody about. served in the right. name of their country. You know, what do Russian soldiers do? What do German soldiers do? What, what are the cultures? And the fact that they died, that they, they, how, you know, like you were talking about your cousin, your cousin or your uncle, my right? granduncle. Your granduncle, that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. That in fact didn't even have whiskers. They're gonna be the front lines. Look at you're gonna die. This is how we're doing it. And they give themselves over to something. And I, I am I don't know that I'm that brave, except if it was my grandkids, I'm going first, right? That's what I would do. So I think about what's important to me, how people then, it was the bigger picture. It's just, even now, think about the people who enlisted after 9-11 um, in Afghanistan. Oh my goodness, and the horrors that, that they, they have saw. seen and that they actually witnessed when, when they died. They didn't have like peaceful everybody around you, you know, and let's, you know. They didn't have what we call a good death. They did not have a pleasant death. That it is for sure. It's considered honorable, but when you're 18 or 21, right? So I think we need to make sure that we really are speaking the names this weekend, saying the names, putting the pictures up. Right. This is the one just for the people who served to their death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And other veterans are very clear about that. Don't, don't thank me this weekend. Thank, be thankful for those right. who didn't get to come home. That's right. That's right. It's, it's about those that don't get to come home. Yeah. It's, lost futures 
And it's families who didn't get to grieve. Families because now they may they may be able to get them home in a week, but up until this last century, that wasn't the case. No, for the most that, part. I bet in other people's communities, uh, not St. Joe where I live, St. Joseph, but in another community around here, I think recently a World War II veteran, they finally got the body. They identified the body wherever it was, and that person came home. So the granddaughter, who is now very old, not old, but older, that's who received, celebrated, and, and put forth. And it's, it's so complicated in this day and age for veterans, for people that have to deal with guns in their line of work. Let's put it that way. Um, because they died in their line of work. Mm -hmm. And it's it's complicated. It's it's a lot different feelings than you had back then. It is. It is. And you know, I also think about the um the veterans who are buried where they fell. Like the the there are some beautiful cemeteries in France and England, France especially, right. France and Germany, and they have veterans of all nations there. Uh -huh. And those communities uh -huh. tend to adopt those folks, and they each each a family will adopt a veteran in that cemetery, uh -huh. and then that veteran gets passed down. But um, had I known that when I was in Europe as a teen, I I definitely would have made the effort. I know that okay. if I am able to get back to Europe, there will be an effort made to get to at least one of those cemeteries uh -huh. so that I can leave something there for somebody. Right. Uh -huh. And Noel's saying there are those who came home who were never the same. There wasn't support yes. for those. You're right. Shell shock yes. was World War II and also Vietnam and also Korea. And then PTSD became the name for Vietnam forward. Yeah, right. that would include my my late brother-in-law. He did two tours in Vietnam, and he was never okay after that. So, yeah, we need to honor all of those and the, the multiple losses that come from that. And we, you know, we don't mean to be a drag today, but we want to make sure that we are remembering them and remember them for who they were. Right? There are – my uncle talked about how much trouble he got into at boot camp with the guys who ultimately didn't make it home from Pearl Harbor and what the hijinks they got into in Hawaii. Cause it didn't seem like home. So you could get away with stuff uh -huh. and they were all young men. I, I want to go back to what Noel, Noel said. And one, thank you for writing that because even if you didn't physically die, you A mentally died. Mental. A part of you mentally died where you were. And I I remember in a house that I rented, the next door neighbor, the man I rented from, he was in Vietnam. And I think it was his brother or brother-in-law also in Vietnam. So they'd sit in the driveway. My house was right next to the driveway. And they'd sit in front of the garage and they would be talking, just the two of them. And when I showed up, 
and I, as a hospice nurse, I was already in that business then. And I said something and they go, it's not the same talking to people outside of it. That's exactly right. And I said, I get it. I get it. Um, I have another uh, good friend who came back from Vietnam. He was in the trenches and uh, he enlisted again, did something and was Buddhist and he no longer could, he, he could leave after that or somewhere in between. And he won't, he doesn't talk about it too, too much. No, no, it's, it's almost like, uh, I mean, it's not the same because you don't have PTSD because the horror, you're not killing people. You are with their, at their bedside, but the things that I saw as a med surge, cancer, hospice, nurse, long-term care, it's not dinner table conversation. No, I had a beloved hospice patient. He and his wife were both on hospice at the same time. Um, and he gave me permission to talk about him after his death. He was a Korean war vet and he had permanent frostbite on his toes that hurt whenever the weather changed, especially when it got cold out. Mm -hmm. And while we were serving him and his wife, we were also in a time of conflict and there was an escalation in one of the Gulf Wars. Mm -hmm. And I came in one day and he was just like the tears were just coming down. He was trying to bottle it up because I was there. And he said, every time I see that, I just, it takes me right back. Mm -hmm. And people don't know. I mean, you see mash but you don't, you can't feel the cold. Right. And we right. talk about that because right. my father-in-law is a, a vet from that era and he served in mm -hmm. Korea and we were having mm -hmm. lunch the other day. He loves to watch mash. He worked in a, he worked in a mash unit. And right. um, he's, I said, how cold was it? Cause this guy I knew and just adored. He said, oh yeah, lots of people lost hands and feet. It was so cold there. That's not portrayed. He said, no, because nobody talks about it. Absolutely right. nobody talks about it. But they will yeah. talk about it amongst themselves. Right, right, and, right. And it's an insular system. And applying that to grief in general, you know, it's a, it can be an insular system. You but know, the military is also a family. You know, when you are serving, okay. your unit okay. is a family. If you're That's on true. ship, your ship is a giant family. And then the different units within the ship are family. Mm -hmm. And then the families at home make a family mm -hmm. or on base together or connected together. Mm -hmm. So every loss hits these multiple family systems. Right. And fortunately, they're able to support each other. Unfortunately, those of us outside, don't see it. And mm -hmm. so it looks like, oh, they're military. They're used to this. No, they're not. They're not. No. This hurts they're, them they're, as much or more as it hurts all of us. Exactly. They're just holding it in. They keep it in their in their family or, unit. And they only talk about it or joke in their way. Gallows humor, that's what I would call it. Mm -hmm. Gallows humor around like I was describing my next door neighbor 
around their own little campfire. Right. Right. And, and, you know, you see this portrayed a lot on TV. The wife will say, talk to me. And nope. they're not able to, they're not able to, you know, you're trained to guff it up at the old term, hold it in and use that energy to keep on fighting. And, and there's a definite conflict now in the military with, we uh -huh. recognize just how many horrendous numbers of suicides we're having right. in our military vets. That's right. And so we sit, they are told by the military to reach out. And yet there's also a definite issue. If mm -hmm. you do reach out in terms of being able to continue to serve. Right. Cause and that, that's a hard conflict for them. The conflict comes from, and just think about anybody. You feel weak if you cannot guff it up. You it's like a therapist it. saying, I need a therapist, but it's a lot worse. That's because they've seen so much horrific stuff. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they want you to, it's, it's really, um, do I have one around here? It's like those, uh, finger traps, yeah. you know, they're pulling, 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 and they want you to relax. But if you relax too much, if you lean into that pain, they're afraid they're going to feel so much mm -hmm. and then they won't be able to do their job. So what do they do? They pull, pull, pull till it snaps. And that is the death that occurs. And yeah. it's, uh, like I said, how can we best support, honor, and still change the culture of if you don't want to die for your country, you don't have to, you know? I it's mean, voluntary, but if you have someone who does, how do you honor them? How do you honor that choice? And how do you support the family? For those who don't know, if you see a family with a gold star outside on a flag outside their house this weekend. Mm -hmm. Someone who died, right? Serving. Mm -hmm. That's the gold. Oh, are that's they the serving or died? Those are the ones who died in service. That's, that's the right. gold star families. Mm -hmm. So look for those gold star families and ask them about their loved one. Ask okay. them what they miss about them. Ask them what made them smile. Right? Right. 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 Mary said they are also afraid they won't be an accepted loved one if truth were spoken, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's right. If they knew, because look at Bible say killing another person is bad. And then these people go in and kill mothers and children. Not by choice. No. Not no. something they would choose to do. And mm -hmm. so there's that dichotomy. They can't talk about it. Maybe you ask know? them who, maybe ask that vet who witnessed these things who they can talk to. You know, do they still have those military ties where they can connect and talk about it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to always be serious talk. Sometimes they just need to hang out and that's healing all by itself. Mm -hmm. I was doing a training for the, for um, a Navy program um, a couple months ago. And I was trying to be super sensitive about the fact that there is a Navy culture. There's a, every branch has its own culture. Right. Um, but Navy, they serve aboard ships. And so they're isolated unto themselves. And 
Um, I talked about how there was a um, an honor walk videoed on YouTube recently for a Coast Guard commander. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know what an honor walk is, that's when someone has died a sudden death and the family has made the decision to donate organs. And so the family is invited and the hospital brings out everybody who's working in that moment who's free and they line the hallways as the family right. walks with their loved one for that those last moments to the surgical suite or to the elevator to take them there. And um, the Coast Guard was there and the, the CO said, you know, I'm so glad everyone got here because they changed the time and it was 1030. Now it's 630 in the morning. There were more than 100 Coast Guardsmen. Wow. In that hallway in uniform. And I talked about it and, you know, they'd actually brought the veteran down the hallway with the flag over her. And then they did a flag folding for the family right there while she was still alive. And then the hospital chaplain was going to step up and the guard chaplain's like, yeah, no, I got this one. You, This is ours. This is our family. Right, and, right, and right. And he did it for them. And the folks who I talked to that day said, like, nobody gets us. They they got that. Right? Uh-huh. Jody uh-huh. Ross says, greetings from the trail. What trail's Jody on? I don't know, but she's a walker. Oh, hey. So I know she's outdoors. She's a walker. Yeah, she might be outdoors listening to us right now. That's great. Thanks, Jody. She's a sweetheart. So you know, you know, however, you could just take a moment and just send love to if if only you see, if only, and I'm gonna use this in your mind's eye. You take a breath in, and if you could see an American flag, because that's usually the last thing when a fallen soldier is coming home, there's an American flag over the coffin or the box or whatever. And if you could just for a moment, just breathe in and breathe out with that image. And just send a moment of love and peace to the families that are affected by that or are part of the family. You know, like I said, uh, Daryl did not know his granduncle, mm-hmm. right, or his, or his uncle. And, you know, you just... Take a moment, and sometimes it's just that moment where you can sit and be and contribute to the whole of of sitting, of being, and honoring just for a moment. That's right. Mm -hmm. There's all these things, and Jill, you're so right. Do you remember them? That's great. What do you remember? You know, I remember his laugh or he bought me ice cream, or, you know, anything that you can connect. Oh, he loved pickles, you know, something like that. He'd argue about mayo versus butter. I don't know. He lied about how big the fish was. That's right. (laughs) Any of those things just bring you back. Right. So, and 
and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Jill, but those that died while serving our country and died by completed suicide, honor them too. Absolutely. Because they died as a result of serving their country. And I think we need to include them this weekend. That's right. Mm -hmm. There is no shame in suicide. So, and Julie, uh, Julie Meyer, who lives in your state, Jill, is walking in a cemetery right now. The Boy Scouts, this is what they usually do, place flags on veteran graves. Very moving. Thanks, Julie. Yeah, I have a, a good friend of a good girlfriend of mine, Wendy Marshall, has a son, Calvin, who Eagle Scouted. And long after he was an Eagle Scout, he was out helping the younger scouts because uh-huh. flag days really mattered. Absolutely. So please just take a moment. And, and and if you know some, if you have a relative who lost someone that you never got to meet, right. Take this weekend and ask them some stories. Right. Have them right. bring out a couple pictures. Mm-hmm. You probably mm-hmm. don't know what they looked like. Find out who they were. Cause they're oh. part of your family's fabric. Mm-hmm. They influenced who your relative became. Let's remember them all. Exactly. Now, one little, one little shout out to the folks in San Jose. Yes. Take care of your community this weekend. Go right. to all the memorials. I know there's been one candlelight memorial. If there are more, as a mm-hmm. community, show up. The research says that those who survive mass shootings and those who lose someone in them, those folks need to see that there's people around them holding them up. Mm-hmm. They need to know that they, their lives mattered. And if you know anyone who's on the first responder team or the last responder team, mm-hmm. drop a card, drop off some ice cream, Memorial Day, drop off a watermelon. I don't know. Do something to show them you care because they faced an incredible scene that nobody should have to face. That's but let's right. support the families. It's already becoming like yesterday's news. It was two days ago. And, and a whole right. bunch of people are not coming home. So let's make sure. And again, that we're asking. I love that some of the memories that the um, the people from that transit agency talked about. Did you see their news conference? No, I did not. I did the guy not. doing the news conference was so on target. And as uh-huh. grief people, we like it when people are on target. He said, anybody in the TVA family, if you need to cry, cry. If you need to take time off, take the time off. If a group of you need to just leave work early and go do something, do that. Wow. And then he talked about, you know, this person who died who loved to do these things together. And I, you know, I watched this one's kids play t-ball. And this one would take time off because he just loved doing these activities. Let's remember them for who they were. Let's talk about them. If you know anyone, even if you're far across the country, we are not three degrees of separation anymore. Uh We all know people in all the areas. Reach out and tell them you're caring about them. Support them next week when all the funerals start. Uh Yeah. We got to close on something more positive, Deb. Think of something. Uh... You know, one way to honor anybody 
is just be grateful you're here today. And I'm grateful. I mean, I can't believe all the people I knew in the chat. And I'm right? like, yes, I know. And, you know, Julie's out in your state. And uh, Jody is on a trail somewhere. I think she lives in, oh, she lives in Minnesota. Mary's in Florida. Noel's in uh, Canada, I think, Vancouver area. And whoever else has been listening. We're Thank international. You. Thank yes, you for being here. <laughs> and uh, yes, just thank you for being here. This means a lot to Jill and I. And also, we get to share. We get to connect with you. We get to connect with veterans. We get to connect with people who have really died. Because in my book, we're all energy anyway. So we're all connected. There you let's go. Keep it that way. Yes. Let's let, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's some join our, our outdoor walkers. And Julie, you've given us an all an inspiration. Everybody outside, go look at the sun if it's sunny where you are. I understand wherever they're having the is it the Indy five hundred today? This weekend? Oh, in Indianapolis. Yeah, it's raining there apparently. Yeah, it is. It is. So yeah, go out on your umbrella and breathe in the smell of the rain because it's awesome. Oh. It's cleansing. Right. It's a beautiful thing. Go out and enjoy your weekend. Remember those who aren't here with a smile and with some good memories. Right. And thank you again for all being here. And we'll see you next week. Next week, are you gone, Jill? No. Next week, I'm here. The following week, yes. I'm gone. And we will have a guest on the show. And then two weeks after that, we'll have two guests on the show. who are going to do all about hospice. So That's great. And, and we're both hospice. But um, and the guest two weeks from now is hospice. So if you've got hospice questions, questions about a good death, thoughts about how to make things good, uh -huh. make sure that you tune in because we're going to have some fabulous guests and you're going to love them. And they tell it like it is, which is what we love. Uh -huh. Thank have, you, Mary. Have yeah. a good Memorial Day. All right. Bye bye. bye. Everyone.